This is Natalie Portman, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabelle. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is Academy Award-winning actress Natalie Portman. She started her acting career at the ripe age of 12 and has since starred in blockbuster movies like the Star Wars prequel trilogy, Black Swan, V for Vendetta, and No Strings Attached. Currently, she's in Sydney, Australia, where the upcoming Marvel film Thor Love and Thunder will be filmed early next year, while promoting her new children's book, Natalie Portman's Fables, which we discuss in this episode. Your acting career started at age 12, which is a year before your bat mitzvah. Why did you decide to become an actress? How did college reaffirm that decision? And what keeps you motivated to continue? Okay, well, first of all, I have to say that's a little bit of a cheat because that's like five questions in one. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the year before my bat mitzvah, I did not have a bat mitzvah. So that was actually, it's actually a poignant time because it was a big time of transformation for me. I feel like it was really lucky for me to get to do what I loved so early and see that you could, you could do that as a grown up, like make believe for a living, which is pretty astonishing. Going to college was amazing for me, mainly in terms of giving me a group of friends that are so interesting and from such different backgrounds and such different interests and went into different careers. And it's just people who have, you know, we've all just been in each other's lives now for 20 years and our kids are in each other's lives. And and it's just like a remarkable gift because it's kind of the first time in your life that you're exposed to people outside your neighborhood <laughs> um, and uh, in, in a real meaningful, deep way. Um, so that was, that was really wonderful and reaffirmed my decision to be an actress for sure, because I think I had questioned it a lot and like the seriousness of it and like what it meant. And I realized how much I loved it and how much I wanted to do it and how much I felt storytelling had meaning, which is related to kind of the book as well, because I think that storytelling is our way of developing empathy and practicing empathy when we care about characters, when we're watching a movie or reading a book, but that really is the practice of empathy. Completely. And I think it's a huge competitive advantage to know what you want to do earlier in life, because then you have so much more time to plan accordingly and really focus your efforts. Whereas a lot of people when they're 40s or 60s, they still don't know. And while they could, you know, still build a successful career or business, it's that extra time that can really, really help. And that's what I've noticed in my own, my own life. And speaking of your book, how is the practice of retelling these fables reinforce the lessons you've learned in your life? And why do you feel the need to pass them down to future? generations? Well, the reason I chose these three fables, which are the tortoise and the hare, the three little pigs and country mess and city mouse were because they were the ones that I felt had really relevant lessons still. Some of the lessons I couldn't even really ascertain in some of the other fables. Some of them were just not relevant anymore or even like really wrong in today's 2020 site. But these were ones that were really pointed tortoise in the hair for me is so much about paying attention, not trying to rush through everything. And I think is more resonant than ever because the world feels so fast and noisy and so much going on. And the true love and the true meaning seems completely founded in attention and in taking time 
So that one almost like was a message to myself. Like I feel like when I read it, because the beautiful thing about children's books is that the children get the message of the story, but so do the parents reading it out loud to them over and over and over again every night. So I know I like to read the things that enrich me too when I read to my kids at night. And then Three Little Pigs is about building strong foundations. I thought that that was really relevant now with um, the environment, because of course we have to be so conscious of how we're building. That's kind of the building strong foundations that we need to think about now. And then City Mouse and Country Mouse is really kind of timeless about, you know, real fulfillment versus superficiality and, you know, the kind of superficial charms of the city, you know, don't compare to kind of the, not that that's limited to city or country, but in, in the story, it's sort of the, the material, the consumerist is not, is not the valuable, the like true friendship is what's valuable. So, so they all felt like things that I cared about and wanted my kids to value and have a sort of like manual of things that are important to me that I'd love them to have in their lives especially if you've written the books with your children in mind, you know it's going to benefit them. And yet these stories and fables are just so universal so they can impact people. That's the reason why you keep seeing, you know, new versions of them in the big screen or was in the big screen now in streaming uh, is because it just keeps getting passed down from generation. And of course, you're a storyteller. You do it through movies and you know, a book. How has storytelling helped you cope with your biggest life challenges and help you grow as a person? Well, I definitely think that any kind of creative act, which I mean, I think most people feel this is certainly not a unique perspective, but it's completely healing and an emotional release and a way to bring excitement and joy for yourself when I am able to act or write or direct. It's just a total joy. And definitely you can take your kind of angst from your life and put it into your work and it somehow releases it. Yeah. And you also feel like other people are going through the same things. It's not just you. So you feel less alone. That's what I find just being a creator myself. Mm -hmm. And how have you been able to stay grounded and maintain your image for so long while many celebrities have fallen victim to the corruption of fame? Most of the people I know who are in kind of similar positions as I am are doing wonderfully and, you know, dealing with it. Uh, you know, it's a very lucky position to be in. And I think as long as you're aware of the luck that you have and grateful for it and feel that you have to work hard for it and treat everyone kindly, no matter what, and have loved ones around you who love you for you and not for, you know, any of the superficial trappings of fame or anything, then you got to keep it together. But most people I I know are in that realm. Yeah. So it has a lot to do with the people you surround yourself with and, you know, they keep you grounded. They keep you focused. They're your champions. And, you know, if you fall into the wrong group, like, you know, even growing up that can cause you to lose focus and make bad decisions. So that makes a lot of sense. And what's your best piece of career advice? I would say the best career advice would be if you have the choice, because some people don't, you know, I know that lots of people just need to do the job that is able to feed their families. If you have a choice, if you can do something that's meaningful for you and brings you joy, then that's the best way to spend your time. 
and and that if you can make it meaningful for yourself, like even things that aren't on their face meaningful, like I've I've done jobs that didn't feel particularly meaningful, but you can find some friendship or some relationship within that that can bring you meaning. You can you know make it more of a growing experience for yourself and less of a like less relating to what other people impose on you or what the environment imposes on you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Natalie. To follow her journey. You can read Natalie Portman's fables and find her on Instagram, where she shares her travels, classic scenes from her movie career, childhood pictures, activist messages, and her book club selections. 